0: The Communicast Presents Welcome everyone to Tamrielic Adventures A show bringing you all things Elder Scrolls I am your host, Eric, aka Sulior You can call me Eric, you can call me Sulior, I don't care either way you might know me from a little show I also do called Nintendo. If you do not know what that show is, definitely go look it up. It's a show bringing you all things Nintendo. We bring you the news, then we talk a little bit about a show, ser- or game series or character and give you a little bit of a background on them. So like I said, if you don't know that show, definitely look it up. It should be on all things All Podcatchers. But with this show, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of my other great video game loves, The Elder Scrolls. And this is not just going to be a show about Elder Scrolls Online. We're going to cover the entirety of the series from Arena onward. And the way this show is normally going to be set up is we bring you a little bit of news and what I'm playing as far as Elder Scrolls. I have played pretty much everything except for Battlespire. And then we have kind of a lore topic. But with this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. I feel like introductions are in order. So, yeah, like I said, my name is Eric or Sue either one, and I first got introduced to the Elder Scrolls way back in 2006. I was living with a couple of guys, and the guy I was sharing a room with had an Xbox 360, And the only thing he played was Tiger Woods, but he had a big stack of games, so he's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, play whatever you want, as long as I don't want to play Tiger Woods. So, and at the time, we both worked at the same place, that being Starbucks, so we weren't always there at the same time, so I had a little bit of time to just kind of hang out by myself. So, I looked at his stack of games, and he had Hitman Blood Money, and... I've heard a lot about that, so I was like, eh, sure, I'll check it out. And I beat the tutorial. That was about it. So, I'm right. Alright, I'm done. What else you got? And I looked at the stack again, and he had a game called Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. And I took a look at it, and the cover was pretty plain. Even... The back cover, you couldn't really tell a lot about the game. So I figured what the hell. So I popped it in and I started a new game because you don't want to take over somebody else's character. You just don't do that. So I was looking at the races of characters and the character creation. And I just knew that it looked like a medieval fantasy type game. So I wanted to be a warrior. And looking at the descriptions of the races, Redguard was the most natural warriors of any of the races. So I'm like, hell yeah. So I made a Red Guard character, and I never put the game down. I played and played and played and did everything that I could in the game. I just... And it, you just... I'd never played a game like that before. It was just... You could do anything you wanted to do. You just you get out of the dungeon, the first dungeon, after you meet Patrick Stewart, a.k.a. Uriel Septim. And he gets killed. Spoilers, if you've never played a 14-year-old game. And you just go and do anything you wanted to do. All the NPCs had their own schedules, so if you wanted to, you can just roleplay as a common... Cyrodiil Obsidian. But it was just, it was a wide open world with endless possibilities. So I never put the game down. And it didn't come, this was the standard edition, so it didn't have any of the DLC. So I didn't know anything about Shivering Isles. I didn't know anything about Knights of the Nine. But that didn't matter at the time. I did find an Xbox. Magazine that had add-ons for Oblivion, which ended up being the Wizard's Tower and the Fighter's Guild Stronghold. I think it even had the Horse Armor. <laughs> horse Armor. But <clears throat> after I played that for a little bit, I did have a computer, so I wanted to see what else this series had. Oh, and I should mention that when I first was playing Oblivion... I didn't want to do anything evil. I just I felt bad doing anything evil. So I didn't do any of the Dark Brotherhood stuff initially. I didn't do any of the Thieves' Guild stuff initially. I just I felt horrible if I did anything like that. But eventually I thought to myself, hmm, these people aren't real. I'm not affecting anybody's real lives. I'm not destroying anything that's realistic. So I can do whatever I want. And... This is odd, I don't know why this was the way it was, but with my Red Guard character, I was exploring Skingrad, which is one of the major cities, and I came across an NPC named Bernadette Penelis, who I believe works for Sir, for Surle Wines. And she must have been racist, because anytime I talked to this woman, she would sneer at me. She just had the most disgusted look on her face. And after I decided that it was okay to be a little evil, I wasn't just going to be a white meat baby face, you know, shining night character, I broke into her house and killed her in her bed in the middle of the night. So, but the funniest part about all that is, is that every single other character that I've had, she has been completely nice. So she just must hate Red Guards. Anyway, um, like I was saying earlier, eventually I wanted to see what else the series offered. So I found a copy of Morrowind at, I think it was Best Buy. And I popped it in, and I don't know... I The, the mechanics in Morrowind are completely different than the mechanics in Oblivion. With Oblivion, your skill level determines whatever effects what you're doing has, whether it's knockback with a sword or paralysis, temporary, temporary paralysis with an arrow or something like that, or with repairs, you eventually are able to repair enchanted stuff. Now in Morrowind, your skill level determines the chance of something succeeding. So... I am in between Sedanine and Balmora, and I'm swinging my sword at this giant-ass worm that's point, at point-blank range on the ground, and I'm not hitting it. And I'm swearing to myself, asking, why am I not hitting this stupid thing when it's right in the, on the ground in front of me? And fast travel is a lot more limited with Morrowind, so you can't just point at a place on the map and travel there. You have to find a giant locust-looking thing called a Silt Strider or a boat, or you have to buy the Spells Mark and Recall. So at first I was like, "I screw this. I'm going to go back to playing Oblivion. But once I gave it a proper chance... Again, I never put the game down like I trained myself to the point where things were succeeding more often than not. And that includes enchanting, like you can enchant your own weapons whenever you want to, and it has a chance to fail. And if it fails, it destroys said weapon or armor piece, or you can also create your own spells whenever you want to instead of like with oblivion going to a specific altar that allows you to create spells and things like that. So you can just and yeah, it's a little annoying trying to carry around all the alchem alchemaic, you know, creation pieces and stuff like that, because that gets encumbersome, but With Morrowind, there's just so much more variety in weapons and armor and spells and things like that, and just things you can do overall. Yeah, fast travel's a little bit limited, and you have to explore things a lot more, but that's part of the fun of the game, is just going around and exploring the world around you, and just doing whatever you want to do, whether you want to destroy an entire city, just wreak havoc and kill everybody in sight, or actually go around and going through the storylines and just experiencing as much of the game as you can. Now, since then, I've also, like I said earlier, I've tried to get my hands on as much Elder Scrolls as I can. If you go to the Elder Scrolls website, you can actually play the first two games in the series for free, and they set it up in DOSBox for you and everything. That being Arena and Daggerfall. Um, Elder Scrolls Adventures, Redguard, and Battlespire are a little bit harder to find. Um, Those are pretty obscure games. Um, At one point in time, they had a mobile version of Oblivion that I also had that was fun. Uh, for a mobile game back, you know, 14, 15 years ago. Actually, 13 or 14 years ago since the game came out in 2006. And um, Skyrim, what can you say about Skyrim? It's a game everybody is familiar with. And um, like I said, I I love the series. And one thing else about the series is With these games having several, several years in between them, Bethesda loves to make the experience as rich as they possibly can, so they want to make the gameplay as smooth as they can. Yes, Bethesda always has bugs when games first come out, but they eventually get polished. But the stories, which is what I am drawn to, I always love myself a good story, those are as different from the predecessors as they possibly can be, whether it is just going and finding pieces of a staff to destroy a wizard who is impersonating the emperor to being sent to another foreign land. And hearing about this great prophecy of a savior who is going to save them from Degother and eventually, spoilers for a game that's like 17 years old at this point, finding out you are that hero, to stopping the forces of oblivion from coming in and taking over the world and... At the same time, finding the Emperor's bastard son and helping him fulfill his destiny to stopping a dragon, you know, plague essentially from killing everything in sight and destroying the world. These stories are as different from the previous game as they possibly can be. It's not just go here, kill this person, you're done. So that's what I love about the series. That brings us to the news. And there's nothing really about Elder Scrolls 6 except that it is happening. The only thing that you've seen that anybody has seen in the game so far is this few second video of a mountain range. That and the Skyrim grandma is being made into a character in the game, which I just think is fantastic. Gotta love the Skyrim grandma. If you haven't checked her out, check her out on YouTube. She is definitely worth a follow. But there is always news about Elder Scrolls Online. They have the Greymore expansion coming out toward the beginning of May. And this is part of the Dark Heart of Skyrim storyline that's going to be a year-long process just like elsewhere which I'm in the middle of playing right now and I love it with if you pre-purchase the Dark Heart of Skyrim Greymore expansion at the collector's edition you get the holdbreaker warhorse mount as well as the Yarl finery costume the Yarl crown adornment the sacrificial pocket mammoth pet the nightfall preview crown crate a western skyrim treasure map and experience scrolls and on steam that's 59.99 but it also includes the marland elsewhere and somerset chapters which in my mind that's a hell of a deal because you 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 get the base game and you get all these different chapters and who knows how long it will take for you to play through all of that i'm not even halfway through the elsewhere expansion myself and i played a little bit of somerset and i've had it since around christmas so lots and lots of gameplay to keep yourself busy and more information about all this can be found on the Elder Scrolls website. And I have seen screenshots of Solitude, and that hits me right in the feels. But the overarching storyline with the Dark Heart of Skyrim is about a vampire lord, and hopefully, it's Harkin from the Dawn Guard DLC, and he's looking to take over Tamriel. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, also in the news is the Jester's Festival begins on Thursday, March 26th at 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, Eastern Time. And it ends on April 2nd at 10 a.m. And you earn special event-specific rewards by completing the Jester's Festival quest. And to get started on that, you find the Jester's Festival. Festival easy for me to say. Festival pavilions located around outside the cities of Ebonheart, Focal Guard, and Daggerfall. And if you're having trouble picking up the festival starter quest, you can do that free from the in-game Crown Store. So. That is about it for this introductory episode. Hopefully you know a little bit bit more about me and my background with the Elder Scrolls and why I'm just so excited to talk about all this with my fellow adventurers. If you would like to find me on social media, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter at EN Gold08. You can find the show's Instagram at Tamrielic Adventures Podcast. You can find the Twitter at Tamrielic P with the T and the P capitalized. You can also email the show at Tamrielic Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And I am typically playing Elder Scrolls Online a little bit every day. You can find my, you can find my, yeah, I'm very Southern. You can find me, my game tag is E-E-Gold, E-E-G-O-L-D, and I am on PC in the North American servers. And that's about it for today's episode, and next episode, I'll be talking more about gameplay, and if you would like to hear about specific topics, shoot me a message on any of the platforms, and as always, stay safe adventurers.